Welcome to Hair Blazers, the podcast where seasoned salon owners and industry specialists share their knowledge. Our mission is to empower owners and elevate salons through conversation about what matters most to you. In most salons, the profit margin on services is very low. The majority of your revenue is going to service commission or product cost. If the maximum profit margin you're making on anything you offer is 20%, you're going to have to work very hard to turn a profit. You need retail because it has a much higher profit margin, typically around 50%. An overall higher profit margin in your business means you can invest in your team, reinvest money back into your business, and make plans for your future. Today's episode, we are talking about something very controversial, apparently. Is it? It's retail. It can be retail. I hate my favorite word. Product. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's a lot of stigma attached around retail and it's understandable why um, some people have a negative connotation. Yeah. I, I get it. I totally get it. But it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-mm. does not have to be that way. So retail, um, another revenue stream, you know, just multiple re- revenue streams within a salon, retail definitely being one of the key ones. And for us, it's been, it's been amazing. Yeah. And I think that for us, it's been, a, well, our retail is 27%. 20% of our revenue is made up from mm-hmm. retail. Um, and I think for us, it's worked really well because it's always been part of the big picture. Yes. From day one, retail was, was key. But let's break it down and let's talk about maybe, let's, why don't we start with some of the reasons why there's some negative attitude towards retail in the salon um and you know as a stylist yourself mm-hmm. you'll have a good understanding of yeah. why stylists will feel that way um where do you want to start first i want to start there's there's two different ways you can look at selling retail you can look at it as being a salesy person and forcing product on your guests or you can look at it as though you're giving them their full experience and you're educating your guests on what you're using in their hair. I think the problem comes down to stylists feeling like they have to be salespeople. And it's like, that's not, that's not the point of it. That's not what this is about. And I understand if there's some salon owners that are making stylists feel that way, why they would have an issue with selling retail. But for us, it's always been educate the guests and then it's up to them. It's about the action. It's not about the consequence. And so- And I think it's easy for a lot of people to say that. I think it's easy for a lot of people to say it's about educating, but there's there's logic to that. Yes. There's you know a certain uh, there's a certain path we want to follow to be able to go from educating your guests to actually making a sale. Absolutely. And you know I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I don't think anyone signs up. You know, if you're looking to become a hairstylist, I don't think you're saying I can't wait to become a hairstylist so that I can sell retail. Right. Just not it. Not happening. Um, so totally understand why that might come to a surprise some stylists when they go to a salon where retail, you know, really is important. Um, but I think kind of it holds true. And you're saying we don't want to be salespeople. I think really almost every opportunity throughout the day, in some way, you're selling something. And if you're working behind the chair, you're selling your services, mm-hmm. right? You're selling yourself. In, selling yourself. Guess it's in your chair. You want them to feel confident in you. Yeah. You want them to, you know, be open to your suggestions. Purchase the add-on services that you're suggesting because ultimately... It'll look great on them and it makes you money. Um, so this, you know, this notion of retail just being a sales gig, I, I don't think mm-hmm. that's what it is at all. So, you know, I think there's a lot of ways to, we'll get into kind of the financial benefit, but just talking about being successful at retail, there's some things that have to happen before you're going to be able to be, to be successful as a stylist or as a salon owner in generating real revenue through retail. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think that comes from overall strategy. So again, like I said, when we started out, that was really kind of at the top of the list, which was, we definitely want to be a retail salon. This is the brand we want to work with. And we want to dive deep into how that's going to work. And I think you said something that just rang a bell for me, which is find a brand that you believe in and go with that brand. Yeah. There's no success if you don't believe in what you're selling, right? If, if, if you're carrying a brand that you don't necessarily are not mission aligned with, or you don't feel it's a good product in general, won't, doesn't do what it says it's going to do, that's just, that's just a no. And we could also really move forward with saying here, you know, Ethics plays a big role in here and selling mm -hmm. retail is not trying to sell somebody as much product as you can. It's selling them the products that you use on them that are going to help them achieve the looks that you did in the salon. And the truth of the matter is, is if they're not buying it from you, they're going to buy it from somewhere else. I mean, yeah, obviously they're going to be buying it and where are they to, getting it? Right. One stat that I heard when I first got into this industry was, and it may have changed for now, but if you sell a guest one product, they are 30% more likely to return to you than if you didn't sell them that product. Two products, 60%. Three products, 90%. Yeah, so there's a huge correlation between your guests purchasing retail and trusting you and them returning to you and being one of your like regular committed guests. Of course. It's not a coincidence. No, not at all. And guests do want to duplicate the looks at home. Yeah. There's no one that leaves us on saying, I can't wait till you know this washes out so I don't get it again, right? Like, yeah. Of course you want that. So back to... The thing, I'm, I'm a stylist as well, and when I hear my guests say, I love coming to you because I can never make my hair look as good as you make my hair look, that is not something that I want to hear. Yeah. I want my guests to be able to recreate that look, and that's why product is so important. It's like you're giving them the ingredients. <laughs> I heard this one a while back. You're giving them the ingredients to like bake something, and if you don't give them the product, they're not going to, it's not going to turn out. Yeah, makes sense. It's a great analogy there, I guess. <laughs> Uh, but you know, one of the things we mentioned earlier, education, it's about educating your guests. And again, this starts, this starts from the beginning of the service. This is not something that, you know, right. service is over. We go up to the front and I completely blindside you with now talking about the products mm. that I use. That makes absolutely no sense. So we want to be educating the guests from the beginning of the service. And this is not a sit down 45 minute lecture on why professional shampoo is better than over-the-counter shampoo. This is really just saying, here's what I'm using and here's why I'm using it. Mm -hmm. What it is and the why behind it. And you know, that why typically is always solving some sort of challenge the guest is having with their hair. Exactly. So, I mean, naturally beginning when you're doing a consult, you want to be asking your guest, you know, what challenges do you have? That's the easiest time for you to start bringing up, you know, we have products that can um, solve those challenges. So it's a great time to bring it up. Well, anytime the guest is in your chair is a great time to just be interacting with them in general. Educating is one, um, you know, for sure, showing them, demonstrating all the whole works. We talk about this. I talk, I've talked about this a few times over the last couple months. You know, having that guest in your chair for 45 minutes is, it really is a blessing, first of all. Mm -hmm. Someone's trusting you with their hair um, and giving you their time is something that we should just never take for granted. But the question is, is what are we doing with that time? Mm -hmm. 45 minutes is an extremely long period of time, especially today, to have that person's attention. Typically on social or within our marketing, we're trying to capture someone's attention for five seconds, 10 seconds if we're lucky. I think our average is six seconds or something. And in that time, we're trying to make an impression. We have them for 45 mm -hmm. minutes. The amount of education and customer service that we can deliver to that person while they're sitting in their chair, 
potential is really high. So from the beginning of the service all the way to the point where we're taking the cape off, always an opportunity to educate them on what we're using, why we're using it, how to use it and how it's going to benefit them. Obviously that's the why. So that when we get to the front and we're going to, you know, tour our store now and show you the products we used, it makes sense. Totally understand why you're doing this. Doesn't feel awkward. Doesn't feel, feel weird. Um, and when we say we're educating the guests and not selling them, we educate them on what we used, show them the products that they have. Now they're going to make an educated decision based on their budget, their need, mm -hmm. um, whether or not they actually feel there's purpose for it and just let them make the decision. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? They say no. That's it. And that happens. And you know that what? Happens. I think, I think, especially coming new into the industry, I think people hear that no and they're like, they hate me. They'll never come back to uh, me. They, wants to hear and it's no. like, it's a no. Yeah. Maybe it's not a no forever, but there's so many other things you can do when you get that no. Um, you can give a sample. Sample. Sampling is out. amazing. For the Aveda salons that are listening, Aveda's try to buy is 50%. It's huge. And that's real. Yeah. That is a real number. We see it through and through. We give the guests a product, they're coming back and asking about it. And that's something we do. We have them right at the front on yeah. the on the desk. This is our product. I don't know if it's for a month we keep the product. Yeah, it's like usually a around a month. Product. Feature product. Yeah. Please try it. Um, and why not? Who doesn't want to try something before they actually commit to it? It's not a bad idea. Anyhow, we've talked about the education piece. We talked about what that looks like. There's a whole nother, you know, domain that we can talk about, which is like schematics and mm -hmm. the psychology behind, mm -hmm. you know, why you put products in certain places and whatnot. But let's let's jump into like the financial benefit because mm -hmm. there's a real financial benefit. We're at 27%. And if we take a look at removing that 20%, 27% from retail, that would have a big financial impact on what we do. Huge financial yeah. impact. And I'm guessing you're going to get into the margins. Yeah. Services well, versus retail. Yeah. So, you know, when we're talking about service margins, um, service margins are typically really low. If you're working in a, a multi-style salon, multi-chair salon, um, you'll know as a salon owner that margins are, are pretty tight, especially if you're not working behind the chair yourself, then they become even, even tighter. Um, however, retail typically I'm not, I can't, I guess I can't speak to all retail lines, but typically you got a hundred percent markup in retail mm -hmm. yeah. and it takes yeah. minutes to actually, you know, the education should be have, happening, whether or not they're going to buy a product in the, at all. Right. We want to educate our guests mm -hmm. what we're using, how we're using it, what it's going to do for them. So that should be happening anyways. The final part of that, that five minutes it takes you to walk through, completely ups the margin in a place where you never would have the opportunity before. Yeah. And like we said, you're either buying it from you or they're going to buy it from somewhere else. That's a fact. They're buying the retail. They're buying the hair care products. So the financial benefit to it, there's a huge upside, huge upside to your stylist. Mm -hmm. um, if you're paying commission, hopefully you're paying commission. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we talk about residual value for the stylist as well, too, because if salon owner and salon's making good profit and um, and money off of retail, gives them the opportunity to put it other mm -hmm. places. Hopefully they're not just putting it in their pocket. Nothing wrong with that either, but should be investing it back into the business and in particular, more in particular, investing it back into their stylists. And educating your guest. If I'm a guest and somebody uses a product on me and I love it, if I can't purchase it in that moment... I'm probably never going to purchase it. Yeah. So if you say, oh, I have an associate link, go buy this year. Good chance by the time I walk out, I've forgotten about it already. Right. People want things in the moment and I'd want to be able to purchase that. I feel like a lot of people are yeah. the same. It's convenience, right? It's convenience. Uh, and, you know, I, I also, you know, challenges on retail. You do hear people that are in business saying, well, they're just going to go buy it on Amazon. 
Well, they can. They might, but maybe not. Maybe not. And maybe work with a company that doesn't sell on Amazon. That's a big advantage, right? You know, something else with affiliate links is you're typically getting a very small amount of commission on those. Yeah. And that's if they're purchasing through your link, right? They can still find that product and might use someone else's link. Um, but typically the commission is really small. Look, I get affiliate links. I understand why they're attractive. Not having to carry in an inventory. You know, it's expensive to carry an inventory. And, you know, if I, I think if, if you're not focused on actually driving retail, mm -hmm. if it's not something that you're going to make important, then maybe affiliate links is for yeah. you. Because I don't think, you know, I don't think retail is something that you can just kind of do half-assed. It just doesn't make sense. It's too expensive to do. Doing it right can definitely have a great financial, you know, impact on your business. Um, but doing it wrong can have the opposite effect. So you know, when it comes to affiliate links, do what's going to work best for mm -hmm. you. In our opinion, focusing on retail, it matters. It makes sense. Uh, and it has great, you know, great upside to it. And to do it well, you build a culture of retail. That's right. It's just, it's ingrained in your culture and people know like this is just part of what we do. Yeah. It's not a policy. Mm -mm. It's definitely not a policy. It, it's, it's part of your culture. Okay. So I guess that we can say that there, there's a lot of different ways to be successful in, in retail. Um, let's talk about, let's just riff on yeah. what some of those are. What to you, what do you think it takes or what are some of the important keys to being successful at retailing? Number one, what I found is when you carry like one main line, not just is it great for your guests because they see that you obviously stand behind this product line, but also for your stylist because they don't have to learn about all these different products. And in many cases, one product from one line will do the same thing as another product from another line. Some, I think salon owners, they see like the next best thing and it's like, oh, let's bring that on too. And I think you're just diluting what you're doing. Yeah, agreed. And I think that when you're sticking with one product line, you have one sales representative that's working with you. And I think this is key in having successful retail culture as well, too, is is the brand or is the um, is the company who's selling you the retail, are they invested in you? Mm -hmm. You know, are they supporting you with um, with product knowledge? Are they supporting you with samples to sample to your guests? Are they supporting any? There's many different mm -hmm. ways. Um, education, I believe, is one of the biggest for sure. But, you know, are there are they there to support you? And typically when you're picking up an entire line, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot in it for them Absolutely. to make sure that you're successful. So that's one. We're talking about um, sticking with one product line, <clears throat> actually having it, actually having retail in a place in your salon that's visible. Mm, high accessible, market, high traffic, high traffic, yeah. right? Being able to grab the product, read the back of it, smell it, interact with it is important. And it, I just recently had an experience this summer where I went to a salon and the retail was in a glass case with a glass door on it. You couldn't get to it. They're worried people are going to steal it. If you're worried people are going to sell, steal your retail, you got a bigger problem on your hands mm -hmm. for sure. So, you know, having it accessible, we really look a lot at the schematics where, you know, where we're we placing the products on the shelf, how we're placing them on the shelf, the displays that we put into place. Brooke does shout out to Brooke doing a great mm, job with yeah. our displays. Um, but just making sure that your top sellers are very accessible. They're in, you know, clear reach. Uh, and also for your stylists when they're coming out from the salon area and into their store area, which, it, you know, having it laid out in a, in a way that makes sense for them to, you know, explain the products to the guests, educate the guests and see if the guests want to take the products home. 
you know, and there's another point that we'll just bring up real quick is the size of the store. I think that, you know, at one point in time, our stores are fairly larger. I think they're around 600, 600 and change square feet. Uh, definitely don't have to be that big anymore. I think 400 square feet, even 300 square feet can really, you know, be success, uh, have a successful store. But if you don't have any square feet, if you're a really small location and you just don't have the space to put big retail shelves in, get creative with it. Find ways to put it in places in your salon that your guests can interact with it and your styles can interact yeah. with it. Yeah. I got one. Go for it. Um, it kind of ties to educating your guest. Um, your guest purchases a product. You've used it. They're excited about it. They get home and they have no clue how to use it. They completely forget how to use that product. They're not going to love it. They're either just going to let it, like so many people do, sit in the back of their closet or the back of their bathroom cupboard and, yeah. and just expire and not use it. So it's really Don't important to make it easy for your guests to remember how to use the products that you're recommending to them. Yeah. One way we did it, it was actually an idea that Gary V gave Rob was, you know, when your guests go home, how can you make sure that they know how to use the product? So the idea was put a QR code on all the products and then have your staff, use your yeah. staff, film videos about how to use each product. And we've done like that what, for- 15 second videos are there? Like yeah, short. about like, yeah, 10 to 15 yeah. seconds. And it just kind of describes what the product does, how to use it, super simple, branded by our salon. And a guest just has to hover over with their, with their phone, super simple, takes them to a YouTube video. Things like this are ways to get your guests to love what they purchased and then repurchase in the future. Again, just adding to the guest experience, right? Um, yeah, and for sure, you know, going back to, you know, what makes a successful retail store or retailing in the salon is I, I think probably that trumps everything is just the education and the knowledge that you're going to give your guests about the products, especially when it comes to how to use them. It's There's no benefit in the product sitting in someone's shelves mm -hmm. and them not using it. Chances are they're not going to return it. Chances are it's just going to sit there. And then that was just a negative experience for them. They wasted money on something they never used. And we definitely don't want that. Make sure they're going to be products that they can use. They know how to use. They want to use, you know, knowing your guest routine. These all really make a difference at the end of the day when how much product you're going to be selling and how much of it's going to be actually leaving your salon. So, yeah. Last thing, again, reminded me is standing behind the product, work with the company that stands behind their product. Right. So, um, you know, no matter how great the product line is, there's going to be times where guests maybe take something home. They don't love it. Um, for you to say, you know, we have a Paul, I hate the word policy. We have a policy, a 30 day policy. You can't return after it's going to turn guests off. They're not going to want to try yeah. things in the future to be able to say, we stand behind our products. This I think would be great for you. Try it. If for any reason you don't love it, bring it back. And we've, We've had Very some, rarely yeah, you know, at first I was like, that's a little sketchy and we're going to have guests just returning products after a year. And you know, it's happened a couple of times where someone will bring, you know, the bottle of shampoo that's got like 10% of the shampoo mm -hmm. left in it, but who cares? Yeah. At the end of the day, who cares? There's way more people that will not take advantage of you. There's way more people that will appreciate it and it translates into sales. Mm -hmm. And don't create policies for like the less than 1% of exactly. people that are going to take advantage. Do it that's for right. the other 99%. You got it. Yeah. So stylists often get comfortable using like the same two to five products all the time. Understandable. Yeah. So those are flying off your shelves. Then you're, you know, the owners are worried. Well, these other. But then you, you know, got 90% of your products sitting on your shelves. Absolutely. Dust getting on them. Right. Expiring, wasting. So I think it's also really important to provide enough education and, you know, do promos, something to get your stylist excited about trying other products. And that's also going to up the guest experience as well. You know, it's something we thought about. We've had stylists that, you know, I feel like my guests, you know, they've already got their shampoo and conditioner and their styling products. They're good. It's like, have they tried skincare? Have you even talked to them about skincare? Um, we'll do 
promos in salons such as you know mini facials maybe add a little extra service for your guests to increase the customer service oh, experience done very well mini for facials us. an easy way to start talking about skincare once you get your guests onto a product that they love it's so easy they come back and they just want to purchase it again fair we talked about accessibility guests being able to access the products um, when they want. It's kind of even ties back to even online booking, being able to book an appointment whenever you want. You know, e-com, obviously massive opportunity there in e-commerce. Um, you know, build it into your website. doesn't matter what platform you're using to host your website on. You know, it's just there for the guests. It's convenient. Um, you know, I've had, I've had this conversation with salon owners and they're like, well, I can't compete with what the big brand is doing or giving away online. And I don't necessarily think it's about competing with them. I think it's about just giving your guests another option. And easy access. Easy access easy. to it. Make it easy. Um, and we found it's worked really well for us. It's definitely not a massive revenue driver for us, but I, I feel very confident that it's made, it's been a great experience for our guests to interact with and it's been convenient for them. So if we're just adding to that guest experience in the long term, we're going to win. And I think our guests really do want to support the salon and the stylist yeah. they see. And to be able to do that rather than purchasing somewhere else, I think is, you know, not a huge deal for them, but I think they can appreciate that. Yeah. And we definitely appreciate it. We do. That's for sure. So as we discussed, retail can have a significant impact on your bottom line, really strong revenue drivers for the salon and also enhances your guest experience. Absolutely. No reason why not to have it. Well, maybe some reasons why not to have it, but for sure a lot of reasons why you should have it. Uh, and if you have any questions on retail or bringing on a product line or being exclusive to their product line, whatever it may be, please feel free to reach out to us. We'd be happy to help out in any way we can. Thank you for listening. Leave a review, share this episode, and tune in next time. We appreciate you.